You are listening to an awful lot of running, a Doctor Who podcast. Running a Doctor Who podcast. Woo! Way! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the enthusiasm is killer tonight. <laughs> oh, I am Jack, uh, one part of your hosting team on this show where we talk about the the main show itself, the expanded universe, fan works as well, because in our mind, it's all wonderful, it's all brilliant. And joining me as always published author robin fowl hi there i'm the other guy on this show um who you sometimes hear from time to time and tonight we are joined by some lovely other people aren't we jack we are indeed yes uh apologies robin i haven't given you an analogy tonight you're not something to my master because this isn't about us tonight it's not about us at all we've got some amazing guests here to sell and celebrate what they do and I think I'll go straight over to asking you to introduce all yourself. So um, there's someone here who needs absolutely no introduction because she's been on here about a billion times at this point anyway. But Catherine Wheeler, Kat, let's go to you first, shall we? Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm here again. <laughs> if you've listened she, to my other podcast, she's she's actually, um... yeah, she's actually been locked uh, in the room since Battles and Fandom. We uh, didn't let her out. <laughs> It went on that long that I'm actually still here. It's still going on. They just oh, haven't decided yeah. yet. <laughs> Jacob yeah, and Ben. Hello, I, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> Catherine or Kat. Um, for the purposes of this podcast, um, we are we are doing a Zine podcast. So I am the head mod of the history of a Zine. Yes, very very exciting. Very cool. Uh, Let's go to Tucker next, shall we? Hello. Yes, I'm Tucker, and um, I'm also part of the zine. Um, I'm an artist, and I'm also... One of the cool things about this zine uh, is that we're doing a audiobook podfic thing of it, and I'm going to write the music for it. So um, that's another thing that I do. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> That's cool. Hey. I also write, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to talk about that because I don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a whole other thing. They do a That's lot fine. of things. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm sure you all wear many, many hats for this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to go over to Devon. Weird Pug next. Hello. Um, I'm Devon or Dev in most places. Um, I am the layout slash graphic design slash, hey, someone needs to put all this stuff into a book and send it out as a PDF person. Um, I'm also writing the epilogue for this scene. You're also the person who, when I didn't know what file format it was, 
everyone directed me to you. <laughs> Every time I had a question, <laughs> I was like, they're like, yeah, my, my day job is in file format, so <laughs> I know too much. <laughs> awesome. That's great stuff. Uh, we're going to go to Sarah next. Hi, um, I'm Sarah, and I am a contributing writer on the zine. I am writing the fifth Doctor's story, and also I post memes a lot. It's my secondary job. Extremely important. Wonderful at it. We love memes. We love memes. Yes. And then lastly, we're going to go to M. Uh, Hello, I am the remaining third of the mod team for the zine. I do the social media. So if you've seen our weird posts around on Twitter, that's usually me. Um, Aside from that, I'm also writing the framing story. So like surrounding part for the zine. And my other jobs include wrangling cat's ideas because she has a lot of them. (laughs) I I get bombed occasionally. Um, Often, (laughs) I mean. I've witnessed the wrangling. It's very <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so qu- first question of the night, M. How many mm-hmm. of Cat's ideas are master based? And is the um, right answer all of them? Yeah. I would say at least 95%. Yeah. Oh, 95. <laughs> Lower than I thought. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it would be 100%, and I thought it would be like 95% Spy Master. But... <laughs> You know what? That might be more accurate, honestly. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all for coming here. Uh, we're obviously tonight here to talk about the brand new zine that you all worked on. It's very hotly anticipated. The history between us. Woo. <laughs> thank you for the synchronized there, guys. That's yeah. We're coordinated. Yeah. Very well coordinated. Very good. Such a team. <laughs> we're gonna actually we're gonna put that on the back burner a second but it's, we're gonna keep that pot on the bowl and come back to it um i'm gonna come around to you all first of all because a big part of our podcast we like to talk about you know uh, people we talk to about the history of doctor here on the show so let's come to you all now i'm gonna start with cat again now cat people that haven't listened to the podcast that you've on your very first one you've told your doctor who secret origin story before people should go and listen to that However, because they should go and listen to that, just come up with your own, like, come up with a new story. Just say that something else happened, all right? Okay. Um, so I watched Doctor Who the very first time uh, when that blonde woman was in it. Um, and <laughs> then about four years later, I found out that there were other parts of the show. Um, and then I decided not to watch them because um, it would be a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I actually don't, I, I kind of knew about these, these guys uh, who knew about the other bits of the show. And I don't know, they make pretty art, I guess. Um, I kind of I kind of like the new guy, I might watch him, but. <laughs> <laughs> My origin story. <laughs> um, cat, cat, no, no, no notes, no notes. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, Tucker, how did you uh, first become aware of Doctor Who then? Well, I'm a proper 2005 kid because of I uh, was like the right age when it came up and my uh, dad was like, oh, you are watching this show. Uh, so we watched, um, my family watched Doctor Who when it came out, 2005. So Eccleston's my first Doctor, very dear place in my heart. And then I've been 
showing up every week since then and I've been like even when I was like so you know you go through phases where you're like I'm vibing less with this season I still like watched every single episode and um we used to record them on VHS tape um so we had like this really old TV for ages and I had uh, the Matt Smith's first season on VHS tape because we recorded them. <laughs> so, nice. um, yeah, which was a vibe. Um, but yes, but then I've been watching them since then. And but I was never really into fandom um, until uh, even season eleven. I was like, didn't really get into the fandom. It was like watched. Um, so January first, twenty twenty, and um, Spyfall rewrote my brain. Um, and I've been stuck here. I've been stuck here ever since. So I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Fantastic. Very cool. Uh, Devon, uh, let's hear from you now. Yeah. So I mean, my mom had been into Doctor Who in like the fourth Doctor era, the fifth Doctor era, back when it was uh, syndicated in America. Uh, very very awkwardly um they only got like bits and pieces of different serials it was pretty horrible uh <laughs> when the revival started and it moved to america i also was a proper 2005 kid and yeah. got a uh got into it actually probably a little late probably around 2008 2010 sort of 10th doctor 11th doctor like when it really really surged in popularity um then like you know high school and college and way too much things to do and not that much free time and uh i actually kind of stopped paying attention to doctor who for a really long time like i pretty much missed the entire 12th doctor era uh until covid hit and i had to go back to my parents place for some stuff and like i was in my childhood room where i still had like this terrible fan fiction that i had written at age like 13 and just remembered like oh wow I used to be really into like these characters I wonder like what's going on on AO3 nowadays and I read some oh boy I read some uh, oh. <laughs> I read some uh, 13 and Spymaster Fix and was like oh wow wait this is this is very cool actually I remember why I love this and just since then like constantly been spinning in my brain ever since that's cool. That's, that's really cool. Is, it, is, AO, is AO3? See, I'm not I'm not big into that world of fan fiction and stuff. Is that is that the <laughs> website I need to be going for to try and track down Kat's Minecraft fan fiction? Yeah. No, that's yeah. Actually, I can send you a link. Have you got the link? Because I will, I will take it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's lost in space and time. You'll never find it. It's been junked. It's been junked by uh, the Minecraft team, hasn't it? That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. They found cool. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah, uh, what about you? It's a very similar story. I'm a second generation Doctor Who fan. My mom was really into it in the 80s when it was on PBS, and she started watching um, Christopher Eccleston in 2006. And then I don't think she realized what she was getting herself into because I got into it and I was instantly like obsessed and I was already into fandom. I'd been into fandom since I was a kid. And so the first thing that I did is that I went on fanfiction.net, which was the old website. And I started reading fanfiction. I started looking up 
forums, which is not a great thing to do when you're like 12. But um, <laughs> Trial by Fire, I became a Doctor Who fan. I watched the classic series and I just kind of always stayed pretty interested into it um, and talked with my friends about it all the time, had Doctor Who parties in high school, Ooh, nice. um, had a little fan club and fan fiction. Oh amazing. yeah. I was not cool, but I'm cool in Doctor Who world. And I think that was <laughs> That's Yeah, that was mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're cool, but like at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have exactly. a tons of fans. They're they're from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um I got to say um as as a Brit to the, the thought of somewhere else in the world, someone having like Doctor Who parties and stuff, and that's it just warms my heart because I mean, I, I mean, w- when when series one came out, I was 14 and I, I was I was too old to be having Doctor Who parties and stuff. Like that. And oh, no I was one 14. I, knew... I was 14 when I was having them, I was too old to have them too. Oh, my gosh, never too yeah. old, <laughs> never too old. <laughs> And no, when, when Doctor Who popped off in America, party? it was pretty much like just like the really, really nerdy, like maybe 10 to 16 year old demographic. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, a lot more stuff that you could get away with. Uh, that's what it I, is. I, mean, yeah. I have to I say, mean, a Doctor Who party does sound incredible. And I am absolutely shocked that Jack, you never organized one for us. Like, <sighs> I mean, I should have made I, it I, happen. I, I took you to the Doctor Who experience, and you, did. you know, Mark, Mark Gatiss was there when we went there, so that was, that was pretty cool. Although, you know, you, you mean the guy who I didn't recognize? Yeah, literally. We, uh, this is funny, everyone. We walked into the Doctor experience at the at the counter was Mark Gatiss, who'd just been there. I, I think he'd been filming twice upon a time. I go to Robin. Holy shit! That's Mark Gatiss. Robin goes, "Who?" <laughs> No. <laughs> I, you have to realize here i've got the memory of a goldfish and i'm being inducted into doctor who at the time i think like, i literally had to go through like episode credits and then when i finally got to he's mycroft and sherlock oh oh yes oh, of course no. and i was like oh Robin. i was like we are literally in the the temple the church of doctor who and i've had to bring up sherlock <laughs> This is you why I'm the filthy grand. casual and you're the Uber fan. This is how the podcast works, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you what, Em, don't feel we've forgotten you. Let's come to you now. What's your okay. Doctor Who secret origin? Okay. Um, so I feel bad for saying that I wasn't into it in 2005 because I was <gasps> five years old. Um, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'm Ouch. So sorry. Ouch. I'm so sorry. I didn't get into it until I was about 12, I think, when it was on Netflix. And this was when Matt Smith was the Doctor. Um, I watched Series 7 live with my family. And then realized kind of, wait, there's more of this. There's so much more of this. And then it ate my life. Um, <laughs> I watched pretty much the whole show on Netflix in the span of a few weeks. And then I got oh, wow. Tumblr and never looked back. Uh, there's plenty of embarrassing writing on the internet when I was like 13, 14. Because <laughs> I got into like shipping the Doctor and the Master pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> I mean, never, never looked back on that one either. Who did it? <laughs> <laughs> Me writing this scene, shipping those two, impossible. Um, <laughs> <Sounds fake. laughs> yeah. 
but yeah I kind of drifted a little bit from it from about 2015 to 2020 like I, I still watched every episode like Saka but it wasn't like the forefront of my mind and then Spyfall happened and again like Saka it just ate my life again and I haven't looked back a single day since. Fantastic really great stuff I think I think everyone secretly ships the master and the doctor because whenever they're not on screen, we know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and the doc and like the master's always trying to get into the doctor's body. I mean, I'm just gonna leave that there and move on. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. Good for him. Yeah. So and, his dreams and, goals. Yeah. And, and do you know what? We're, we'll come back to that later for when, <laughs> when we get when we get onto the cannon buster, but we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so yeah, we've checked your creds. All official Doctor Who fans, bless you. I pity you all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It, we're all we're all entitled to compensation. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Someone knows you. Money. I don't. I don't know who. When you when you know who it is that owes you the money, can you let me know as well? Because <laughs> I've, I've, I've sunk a lot of cash into this, and I need some. I need some cash back. Uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome thank you okay bro okay well look we're here to talk about the history between us this amazing new fanzine you've done but i want to check because i know for a fact you know that previously i've got i've got it right to hand here as well you know 77 years uh, around the universe's worst planet in 77 years was your was the previous zine um who in, did you all work on this last scene? Uh, last scene with the uh, focus being the spy master, or have this we? Sorry, I hang my head in shame because I I did uh, not. So the mod <laughs> team is the same, but the contributors yeah. we try to like you know shift them around. We still have a bunch of the same contributors, but there's also a lot of new ones for this one. Yeah, yeah, like me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also Very feel like cool. since since that zine was. We, well, I hadn't done, but Kat had done the Hope zine, and then we did 77 years. And at 77 years, I think that, like, this was sort of what made people notice us. Uh-huh. So sure. then, oh, the interest we got was, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, no, like, Jesus we got Christ. applicants, and all, like, so many of them were so good. It was very hard to choose. That was one of my favorite days uh, working on the zine because we had this list of, I mean, it was it was over 100. Was it around 100? I want to say 113. Yeah, it was it was a it was basically that number. And um, I mean, for the 77 years zine, um, we it was more of a like, okay, so who wants to do this? Who wants to do this? Um, And then everyone read, read it. And holy shit, there were 113 applicants. And sorting through them was joyous, honestly. It's really it was brilliant, yeah. It the was, quality I mean, of things Bill sent to us, it was incredible. Yeah. From my perspective, it was like the the, the premise of this zine was uh like 13 and one must go to couples therapy. And I was like, I can't <laughs> I can't say no to that. Like that's just beautiful. And I was like, okay. And I saw how good the previous one was and it was like when you've seen like a zine be produced really well and you're like okay these guys know what they're on about and it's like I was like oh man I could have applied for that one but I was a chicken and I didn't and then I was like oh shoot they did a really cool job then I was like okay this one I gotta be (laughs) so um (laughs) and I got in somehow so you know yay we're very glad you applied for this one you're fantastic (laughs) they can't see you (laughs) 
That's so cool. That's so great. So obviously, you know, with the with the previous scene for the people that worked on it, the premise being was it's those 77 years that the master references in Spyfall Part 2, isn't it? Um, yeah. With the hish between us coming out now, I know you said, like, you know, the pitch there is 13 and the master in <laughs> couple therapy, which straight away is like, to any fan, is like, that is amazing. I have to... I have to read that. I have to know what that story is. Um, what was the basic premise that sort of came about this? What What is the zine about, really, is what I'm looking for? It's the Doctor and the Master sitting on the couch in the couple therapy office, um, recounting their entire history to this very, very confused poor woman who is their therapist. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the history yeah. between them. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the history. Yeah. There we go, we're going home now, kids. I think the idea like started um obviously in the chat for the for the older zine. Um I think there'd just been people talking about wouldn't it be fun if they like I think Nat wrote like a mini story about 13 master printed couples therapy. And then there was that interview that Matty Sweet did with Sasha Dwan at Galley One. Um, and oh, it's I like he asked Sasha, like, what would you, what do you think the master would do if, like, you know, he didn't have to be the master or something? And then Sasha's like, well, he was restraining himself here, really. Um, he was like, I think they'd go to couple therapy, and you know, in a way, they sort it out. And so we were like, okay, and Let's do it. building off. <laughs> building off a concept from Matthew Sweet yet again, <laughs> we were like, that's really fun. Let's go do it because we love making zines. They're really cool. Awesome. So, obviously, for the next zine, we'll find something else that Matthew Sweet has said in the past yeah. year. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, as someone who's just come across your works for the first time, Jack was showing me the artwork for the first zine that you did, and it looks stunning they both look stunning and i suppose my question is we're talking about what these are but we haven't necessarily asked the question of the origin what brought these ideas to life where did it all start the ideas yeah well it's a cat but the ideas a long long a very long time ago um (laughs) 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 i guess like um there's someone who isn't on this podcast who helped me with my very first scene. It's called the Hope scene. Um, uh, my friend Catherine, also called Catherine. Um, it's quite confusing. Uh, but basically, <laughs> I think I joked one day in 2020 in lockdown. I was like, yeah, no, I'm just going to make a book out of people's stories that they've like written out of boredom in the lockdown and like publish it into a cool book. And then people took me seriously. Um, and I kind of <laughs> took me a bit off guard. So I was like, uh, guys, you know, that, you know that was a joke. Um, and then it became not a joke. And then me and Catherine essentially worked on this little book. I mean, we we knew what kind, we didn't know what we were doing. We really didn't. <laughs> but we figured it out as we went along. And out of it came this beautiful homegrown thing um to a really you know a loving group of contributors and people people liked it after we published it and then I was like 
what what if we what if I did that again but like bigger and like with more contributors and then I was like but I can't do this on my own so I'm gonna have to ask some people to maybe do also do the scene with me so and then lovely volunteers and Hello. then I got some volunteers from the audience um, <laughs> so, and uh and yeah no it it I can't actually like say how the second one saw the third one saw because it all just blurs together into a big ball of stuff basically oh, that's that's beautiful that is and that's just incredible to hear the hard work of fans and creators all coming together all uniting over something that they're hugely passionate about and not just something that they're hugely passionate about but to also do so for a charity of all things where I believe that all the proceeds for the sale of this new book is going to such a charity isn't that correct? That's right yeah. Yeah I mean Someone tell them which charity it is, because I don't actually know. Yeah. I'll leave that to you, but carry on. (laughs) It's a charity called Micro Rainbow. Um, They do safe houses for LGBTQ people who are refugees. And so that's where the money's going. Yeah. Yeah, so... I promise I'm a good... Yeah, we're doing... We're doing um, that charity this time, but also the same as the last scene we aim to make it as affordable and as accessible as possible. So the profits, like what we make extra will go to charity, but at the same time, um, making, owning like a fan-made book as cheap and, you know, easy to get as possible is something that we're really passionate about as well. You hear that, folks? Not only do you get an amazing story with some awesome cover art, but you're also supporting a really fantastic charity. So if you're not already done so, right after this podcast, you go ahead and you order a copy of this book and support this awesome work. Yes, please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, in I fact, I need I'll... to get my copy. I was going to say, I don't believe a pre-order is open yet. I can't remember. I'm not uh... open yet, no. So we're hoping for... to open around um, September, October sort of time. Yeah. Oh, um, just in the time for my birthday. previous zine, right. however, I think is still available on our Big Cartel store, which yeah. you can find by going to our Twitter page, as well as other things. But I remember the Twitter URL, uh, 77 Years Team with a T. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, we're basically... Well- we're doing digital copies and they're three pounds and they're really cheap, so you should go. <laughs> yeah, and this this helps offset the zines, like the next zines cost. So uh, if we, you know, if we sell more of the previous ones at of digital copies, then that means that the next one will be cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. What, what I really love about the previous scene that you did, uh, 77 years, is the fact that it's, and Kat, you spoke about this as well on the on the podcast that we did. That it's it's not just an amazing fanzine. It's an, it's like an experience. You open up and you have you have bits of merch as well, and you have different parts of it which make it really sort of a experience which draws you in like that. Do you can we expect something like that with the history between us coming up as well? Maybe Absolutely, even more yeah. so. I would say yeah, more so. Yeah. so. 
it's Ooh. I mean with the yeah it, it's merch it's the story that you see woven throughout it um I think I think we talked about this like we're not just making art we're making like an artifact or something but um <laughs> yeah. we're we're making as soon as you open the package because I'm a huge packaging nerd um and I have to get shot down about silly ideas about so it um, but as soon so as <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you open the box you are in the zine you're in zine world basically that's that's really cool i mean i've seen a few little previews of things i've seen bookmarks and stuff with all the doctor's faces on it all the master's faces and the war's chief for some reason hey that uh, was the prototype that that doesn't count. <laughs> hey. I literally, I li- when when I saw it as well, I'll tell you all. I literally messaged Cat right straight away saying that I love the bookmark. Why is the war chief on there? Oh, <laughs> we decided on the that final we version. It's limited edition. Okay, we couldn't take a political stance on this matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm not. I'm not about to ask you all. You know, is is Sasha Dewan pre or post Missy? We're moving on. Don't worry. <laughs> the answer is post Missy, but okay, moving on. The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. The answer is yes. Brill. Awesome. Fantastic. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. What I love about this as well is that the way you've done this with this newsing coming out, I can't wait to hear it as well. You know, the whole premise of it being. Um, couples therapy and the doctor and master talk about their like the history d- between us hey, he said it oh. <laughs> <laughs> what i love about that is that you can delve into their history together and tell stories between different incarnations uh between the master and the doctor um i, I i'm sure you don't want to give any spoilers but are there any sort of incarnations that we wouldn't necessarily think would cross over can we expect any stories that might happen (laughs) so the way that we um (laughs) the way that we allowed our contributors to write the zine is that everyone was assigned a doctor and for some of them there's like really obvious pairings that you have to do if you're going to write a doctor in the master zine so like we have 13 and Spymaster, obviously. We have 12 and Missy, obviously. But then, like, there's some who <laughs> don't necessarily have a companion master that we just, you know, let them choose whoever they wanted. Some people went for kind of more obvious choices, but some people have gone really out there. And it's going to be great for you to see what people have done with us, I think. There's some surprises. Yeah. There are definitely some surprises. <laughs> Cats, I know what I no, you don't cats. know what I'm doing. You don't know which pairing I'm doing. No, you don't. You you'll be surprised. I think you'll be surprised. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it here, but Cat's told me. I think I, I think I know what your pairing is, Cat, because I think you've told me I before. Think I, I think I accidentally spoiled it a while back. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's only it's, really it, it's it's fine. I'm my 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 lips are sealed. I will not be passing on to anyone what is happening there because it's not my stuff to spoil and i'm excited for it all the same no bad spoilers bad spoilers yes spoilers spoilers are bad yes okay (laughs) awesome (laughs) i suppose my next question is sort of what is it about the relationship between the doctor and the master that you all find so sort of 
interesting to to write about or to to make you know a whole zine about. Like, we're gonna have to roundtable this one. Them. I really, yeah, yeah. roundtable. <laughs> I really enjoy that they like they're gonna bite each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like they seem like ready to go like at any moment, and that's just very compelling for me personally. That's all. They're always ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> All that history, all that love between them as yeah. well, you know, they've got that long past and no one else on TV is really doing it like them, you know? There's yeah, no, no other no kind of else. pairing with that amount of history, both in canon and just in the show, you know, they've both been characters on screen for 50 years. Um, very few things have that level of depth to them and that's what's so fascinating to explore. It just kind of keeps going and you can go as deep as you want and it just never stops. For real. And there's like so much complexity within that. Like, as a serious answer, like they genuinely like there's so much between them, like, and it's so intense as well. Like they love each other, they hate each other, there's so much going on. And like you can't compare that to any other relationship that I've seen anywhere. So it's quite unique in that sense. And I think, yeah, again, the fact that they've literally it's not just in the show they've been a relationship for so long, but like in reality, it's like so much time within the show having them there and seeing them develop it's just really fascinating yeah drama is what drives good stories and there's so much drama and passion in the two characters from the beginning and like everyone else has said literally the history between them their past is so rich so you get all sorts of different dynamics in one pairing which is really unique so you can look at them and look at a softer side of them you can look at a more crazy angry dynamic yeah yeah and you can take this the scale of things and have a low stakes story or a really high stakes story where the universe is at stake um, and I think that that kind of variety as a fan fiction writer is so much fun to play with. Mm, yeah, and sure. there's so much that is then in this zine, there's a variety of stories that you can tell, which is just so cool. Yeah, totally. And like in within the context of the story, having somebody that you've known since age eight, who you kind of yeah. can't stand, but you kind of can't live without either <laughs> is so compelling. Like I, the way that I explained the power, power of the doctor, hopefully we can talk about spoilers for this episode, even though it's the latest one. Um, so I'll stop <laughs> if you tell me not to. Um, it's been out I, for months. I think you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like with the context of the timeless child, which is like, I know that it's very um, controversial. controversial. I, I'm a wilderness fan, so it's exactly what I love. Yes. Um, the yeah. concept of, like, I guess the only human, like, metaphor that you can use is your ex gave you a kidney transplant that you were going to die without, and you're just so salty about that. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Oh. I guess my answer would be everything that everyone else has said, but also with other pairings, um, you, you get like specific shows of fan fiction. Um, so there'll be events that happen in the show. And if you wanted to write a fan fiction, it would be like 
So when are you writing this fan fiction about? Uh, when in the she are you writing this fan fiction about? With the Doctor and the Master, you can just, there's no canon. They, they can go anywhere. It doesn't have to be, I mean, I know there's particular genres of fics like The Year That Never Was that plays on like um, aspects of, of the TV show. But then also you could just pretend that never happened. Um, <laughs> and they sail away, go to another planet. The master actually lives on the docks of TARDIS, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, that could totally happen. It probably has happened in like one of the universes. So you just, you can just do what you like. It's great. And we are back. Right, we have had some absolute fantastic questions from Jack's way. And I suppose my next question is, in regards to all of these absolutely fantastic sounding stories that we are getting, some of them, oh my God, the ideas of these two characters in in a couple of meetings, just, that just has been stitches already. It's just, I, I want to know from each of you, like, what are your main sources of inspiration? Like, what writers did you draw on? Did you go for particular writers that you yourself absolutely love? Or did you go, hang on, no, this particular writing style would be perfect for this particular story without giving anything away, obviously? <laughs> um, I guess, I, I think everyone answers might be similar, but we all spend a lot of time on ao3.com um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot a lot of time on there and um i don't know i i found work that's fan fiction that is like i read a book i go out and read a book in the real world and mm-hmm. i'm like well author, said author can write this better than this author um easy it's uh, yeah and so i guess for my story, so I'm I'm in charge of writing the Six Doctors story for the scene. Um, it wasn't necessarily like, um, oh, there's this author in real life I really want to emulate, but um, I don't know, authors that I've read over the years, um, throwing some names out there, Yonder Darling in particular. Um, people oh, people Darling won't know good. who people <laughs> won't know who that is, but like I know who that is. The, we know. We know. <laughs> everyone knows but like you know yonder darling crosswords my particular uh piece of writing is based off a game i played when i was a kid um and it's gonna sound that this is gonna prepare yourself it's gonna sound lame uh it's jump ahead key stage two maths (laughs) let's go (laughs) that's perfect that's something that sure is something That. You have to like do the games, highlight <laughs> doing some, and I don't know what it was. There's just, I remember staring at the screen like for hours in this particular like um, section of this game. And it just came to me in like a moment when I was pitching the story. I was like, but what if I made the Doctor and the Master key stage two jump ahead maths? <laughs> and um, so. So that's where the fix is going to be. That's what the story is. Uh, enjoy, everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited. That, that's a I can't great wait. process. <laughs> Thank that you. is a brilliant origin if I ever heard one. And oh my God, Kat, that is fantastic. Um, <laughs> no notes. <laughs> no, just, just no notes. <laughs> no further comments about no that. No one's going to be that one. 
<laughs> I, I think we can all agree that at some point we have written some type of fanfic for one thing or another where we've just been, hey, you know, it'd be awesome if these two characters were paired up and whether or not years later that is definitely the correct thing or years later you just go, oh God, I actually wrote that. <laughs> but um, fortunately, no one will ever find any of my fan fiction. It is on a website that is gone and dusted. Um... <laughs> There's always a way. There's always a way. Oh, There's always a way. We know, Robin. We know. <laughs> the can't hide it from us. <laughs> I've set myself up now for it as well. You really have. Yeah. <laughs> I want I, I want to find it and I want I'm expecting it to be really, really bad. It has to be a properly atrocious, otherwise look, I'm gonna be really yeah. disappointed. Look, yeah. it's just a love story between the candy man and the absorber love. What the <laughs> love about that? Hey, Forbidden about love. Hey, Sounds perfect. I wouldn't read that though. <laughs> I wouldn't read that. <laughs> so next zine ideas. That's <laughs> beat. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, God, the next scene. Shit, well, are we going to mm. have to think about? I mean, we've already got the idea. I mean, uh-huh. I, I came up with that off the top of my head. Yeah, it's know, confidential. But... <laughs> it's confidential. <laughs> There's definitely a point in um, like making a zine where I think part of it is just that you've gotten so tired of looking at this one that you start brainstorming about the next one as like <laughs> a oh, way God. to like give yourself okay, hope. But- that is, such, that is such a mood because I've had that when I've been writing fanfic and like I'm writing a series right and it's like I can't wait to write the next one and as soon as I get to the next one I'm like I can't I hate this one I can't wait to write the next one and it just happens every time like, oh. the one that you're in is awful every time I <laughs> the feel potential. yeah I feel like I mean there's there are bits are tough obviously like it's it's really really busy uh time on the zine right now um yeah. but most 95% of it is like I I'm doing it and I'm like oh my god this is so fun and especially um I mean the start the start of the scene is brilliant you know going through concrete and everything and the very end of the scene when the book the scenes arrive to I mean it was my house last time and I got this huge and I mean huge delivery of just these stacks and stacks of scenes and you stroke the front and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. Very, very normal way. Ordered very our normal. Like, they ordered our thing. They want it. And that's the point oh, where it's yeah. like, wow. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no, no. There's, there's nothing normal about it. All of us writers know that when you get a book actually printed, published, you hold it in your hands yeah. and you're just like, oh, yeah. I did this. I you did smell this. it. You like sniff it. Like a weird little baby. <laughs> Fresh you, you absolutely yeah. smell it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's got the new book smell. It does. You actually brought up a really good point, actually. Like you were saying about the difficulties of making the sign. Obviously, it's been such a love child for all of you, and you've put together something that is so passionate. But what were kind of the biggest hurdles that you had to do in order to make this for for those at home who have never had to develop something like this turns out when you want to write a book you have to actually write a book yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. no and yeah, I, I was like yeah when I, well, I I was like the different problem is that I, I had to draw something for the zine and I was like yeah I'll draw something and I was like I've got months I've got plenty of time and then <laughs> I was like I'll wait I'll wait until a week before I have to do it 
and then I had like the busiest day the week at work and I was like ah (laughs) (laughs) I have made mistakes and yeah so that was fun but it but I mean it's all part of the process you know like the whole thing is like you're fighting with it but then you make it makes it worth it in the end when you get something that you're really proud of so I think it's part of it I think also both this scene and 77 years are very um like we really need to trust our contributors to be like (laughs) be on top of it because we need every single contributor if we don't have like one doctor or if we don't have one decade it's going to be like really really obvious that something happened like we can't Mm. just skip the 70s even if dr you can wants us to (laughs) Um, (laughs) running around trying to taste people for things that's the fun part yeah. We're not going to talk about yeah. the, the unit dating controversy here now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, for that one, um, I mean, we've had, we've managed to, you know, we've had it lucky both times in that, yeah, no. you know, the contributors have lined up and we have, you know, we know we have all the work and stuff, but it's the fear that as you move towards, you know, the date when, oh my God, it has to be in, uh, that you, <laughs> that one of mm. us are going to have to do it in a night mm. and knowing that it's it's our work again because we I, we love to make them but we don't want to have like our name plastered all over the chat titles page it's like oh written by Kat written by Dev written by M so it's the fear that is like I mean it's we've got everything in now but like as it comes up to the deadline you're like ah okay <laughs> I will say that my my favorite day in the whole process was the day before the deadline when suddenly <laughs> we were in the writing chat saying hey guys let's hey, write together because I'm not finished <laughs> who didn't have like a breakdown on that day is what I want to know oh man because on know, my was... end yes yeah, on go. my end um you're talking about like the stress of having to do it I'm like what if I let them down what if yeah. I can't get it out uh-huh. or it's not good and then I, I was so scared. I was worried about my story for months. I think I messaged everyone about it at least once. Yeah. Like, what am I yeah, doing? It's so good, though. Sarah, yeah, it's I've so read your good. story. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. My first draft was like 2,000 words too long. And I was like, yeah, oh, I remember. now I have to cut it down. And I was worried I wasn't even going to finish it. So I had the opposite problem in the end. But I, I somehow I did it. Somehow. And like, for, for context as well, like the way that the zine kind of works is that there's an artist and a writer paired together. So um, I was paired with Sarah. So I was write- I was drawing a picture to match Sarah's story. And that was really, really cool. Like just as part of the process, like to see Sarah's story kind of develop and figure out what I was going to do based on that. And I was like, damn, this story is so cool. And it's got some really cool like themes and ideas in it. And I was like, how am I actually going to do this justice? <laughs> I mean, I was I was literally like, oh my gosh, somebody's going to draw something that I've written. Oh, I have to come up with all these cool settings and pictures. I, I put so much extra work into describing <laughs> oh, things dude. just in case like, you needed to find something. Honestly, what it's you, worth, you, like, you, you both did it. an amazing job. Yeah, oh, yeah. So well. I know that 
I know that Taka said that their favorite day was the day before everyone had their deadlines. <laughs> My favorite day was uh, honestly about a week after when every action stuff in. And oh. I just like got to look through all of these like absolutely amazing pieces of art and writing and like oh, just um, being astounded oh, wow. that this is something that I got to create and that like all of these contributors trusted us with like their work and like to be able to put it together. Um, Dude, it's, it's honestly amazing. It's an honor. Yeah. To have to have that as well, that kind of responsibility to, to put something together, which is not only Doctor Who, but it's also something that other fans are going to go out there and they're going to enjoy and read in this. And it's just, oh, it's. I, I keep saying it, but it really is amazing. I'm just, I love seeing passion projects come to life like this. Totally. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Real. <laughs> So I will say I one of my regrets was that when we first started like for me and Sarah were like DMing like figuring out what, what we were gonna do and I was like yeah put loads of plants in do a really complicated setting it'll be really fun for me and then I got to actually drawing <laughs> the jungle oh, no. and I was like why did I say that like why did <laughs> I do that <laughs> I mean it worked out great but I was it's like absolutely beautiful you did an oh, amazing job yeah. mm. I was regretting it so much I was like why did I do this to myself no, it's it is absolutely stunning. Thank you. The other really fun thing about being the person who gets to put all the stuff together is that I get to like read everything in his context. And yes. there's just so many like threads that happen to occur without I think any actual collaboration. It just happened to be like this is something yes. that everyone decided to do. Yeah. Yes. Um it's great. Yeah, no, nobody that. had any idea. Um because it's all like done like sort of all at the same time and I'm just so happy that plants are just kind of a reoccurring theme in the scene <laughs> oh, yeah, really, uh, okay I love yeah, that yeah really yeah that makes wow. me so happy I, right now you're just describing my girlfriend's absolute favorite thing right now just, <laughs> she's obsessed with plants but before she came into my life I was a, a plantless guy and now um, it's impossible to find a place in the house without a plant, but... Uh... I love that for you. Congratulations on your <laughs> house is the same. This hey, is. it's okay. Oh, I, I'm returning the favour. I'm inducting her into Doctor Who for the first time. Um, <laughs> Do we have a seat Do- for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like by one, it's just Day of the Triffids, where just more, more plants <gasps> just appear around the house, and it's just trying to work out which one's an alien and which one's not. <laughs> Well, there are alien plants in in this scene. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah there are. I, Spoiler. I, def- I definitely drew a lot of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. I I also want to say, like, um, at, from you know, looking at everyone's at once, um, the contributors mostly haven't read or seen each other's stuff. But when you like look at it from the top, there's such a variety of like settings, themes, moods, like. Yeah. From fic- from story one, you know, all the way to story four, you've got like four different, completely different worlds in there. I mean, I, it's like there's two stories next to each other um, that, you know, happy coincidences got the same theme in their name, but they're completely different. And it's so text, it, like it's very textured. If, if that's a word you like, you can apply to that. It's just got such a <laughs> nice 
nice texture to all the, yeah. the art. No, I agree. So, Just yeah. seeing everything put together all at once. Everyone's got so many different ideas. Everyone's so amazingly creative. It feels so, so good to be able to be one of the people to get to put this together and to read all mm. of it in one go. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very different. But because like it does have the central theme of the Doctor and the Master's relationship, there's also a lot of reoccurring elements that I think tie the zine together really, really well. And yeah. like just the thought and like the care put into all of these stories and like the way that again the way that it comes together is just <laughs> so amazing and I hope everyone else loves it as much as I do I'm genuinely so excited to actually like see it and hold it in my hands and just get to read the whole thing through it's going to be such an experience mm -hmm. I think one of the strengths of the framing narrative that you guys came up with yeah is that it allows for an anthology but it's also a cohesive story in its way so mm -hmm. everyone gets the creative freedom to write and draw their own story but it's also a part of the same narrative so it's it's one project it's yeah. not necessarily like the average official doctor who anthology it's really following a story well, Dr. Anthology and, what... and also like just zines in general, like usually yeah. it's very, very disparate, like all about the same topic, but disparate projects. And I think the thing that our team really, really loves to do is trying to like just create a structure in which all these different things can be weaved or woven yeah. together. Honestly, that was kind of what like drew me to the project in a way, because it was like, this is something that's got a cohesive idea that a uh, through thread and that was really satisfying to me so that's kind of one of the reasons why I want, wanted to be involved in the first place yeah like if yeah. I can talk about the framing story for a moment because this is this yeah so you know the device of the zine is that the doctor and the master are a couple therapy and each of the the stories and writing stories and art in between the therapy segments are based on like questions that the therapist has asked them so like how did you two first meet what keeps drawing you back to each other, that sort of thing. So that way you can have this overarching narrative of the therapy throughout the zine, but it keeps kind of diverting off into these big, long tangents as they answer each of the questions. I love, I love that that's how we've chosen to do it. And I know, like, it's weird to say that I love something that we came up with, but, you know, it's a cool no, idea. We did good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> reading reading M's uh, framing story, it's like I'm excited for every single story individually, and then I'm ex also excited for <laughs> just the framing story on its own because yeah. oh, we've, we have a lot of stuff for the framing story. Um, I think I mean, doing quite well on it. And we have the best illustrator. Like oh so my God. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And Basil is like, I, I couldn't believe it. We got the sketch. Well, we got some finished work through um, from the framing story artist the other day. And I think all of us like Gorgeous. stopped yeah. moving. Our jaws actually dropped, like in <laughs> real life, from wow. how brilliant that they just made it come to life. And I, I no, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. And so and there's this whole so like, amazing. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're it's just amazing. not ready. You're not ready. It's I can't so wait. much more than the so good, you guys. It's so like, good. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> we're so we're so lucky yeah yeah <laughs> oh. oh it's it sounds like a dream come true and you know we've, we've talked a lot about all the nice stuff and everything but now i want to 
get into the almost the battles of fandom territory here like oh, no. the, 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 blood, the, the blood games here like tell me was there any drama behind the scenes was there anyone who were like no i want to do this doctor who story no i want to do that one it's like how, how did you combat that were you able Literally to play nicely zero there was i can't mm. think of a speck of drama like, and I think everyone will agree. Like, I'm not just saying that for the podcast. No, no, no. Because no, that, that's brilliant. Yeah, Genuinely, the server is like one of the nicest places to be. It really is. Just on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm making tea. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's, we have this um, <laughs> We have this channel. Um, and for people who don't um, use Discord, there's a, something called a sprint box. And it's basically, uh, it's like a, a Discord bot, which enables people to write all at once um, together. And it will like show them their combined word count. And basically we have this one channel, it's just people hanging out, writing, and then somebody will start a sprint and then everyone will get distracted talking about like, <laughs> Doctor yeah. Who, and then they'll be like, oh, we're supposed to be writing. But it's like, so much in right a way. before the deadline too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the that was the night before they were everybody was sprinting in the sprint channel and everyone was like watching each other's word counts go up, but it's like everyone knew what everybody else was doing and it was so funny. <laughs> bubble tea night. Or is that a different night? The bubble that was tea a different night. night. That was a different night. <laughs> <laughs> the, right yeah, now, this is just reminding me of like last minute university assignments. Oh, yeah, 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 that's exactly the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it was no, so it's, lovely. it's like the most dramaless space ever. Yeah, I think when I you like... have a lot of people who are like doing something out of a labor of love, and like people who would be doing that labor of love if they weren't shoved in a server together anyway, it's yeah. a lot easier. And before I carry on, I just want to iterate that when I asked about drama, I didn't mean like bitching behind the scenes or something like that. <laughs> like, no, no, I just meant like we're all big Whovian fans, otherwise why would we be on this podcast? But um, I just meant like, was there a point where it was like, oh, but I really want to do this particular doctor's story. I want to write about this doctor, but sounds as if you had it pretty painless, which, yeah. which is like, absolutely true. No, it was brilliant. Like I did the assigning of the doctors and masters and pairings and stuff. I basically just, we had everyone rank their preferences of what they wanted to write and draw. And then mm-hmm. I just sat down with a spreadsheet for an afternoon and was like, right, this is the optimal order to do this. And we handed out assignments and no one complained. So, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, wow. Most people got like their first or second choice anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I um, I personally, I really, really was really wanted to do the framing story just because I love 13 and Spymaster so much. But then when I saw the artist who got it, I was like, no complaints. Like, they are amazing. They should do it. They should do it. And then I got, I got this doing so five much and I was like, I was like, okay, I, I, I was like, oh, um, I got five and, uh, and was like, oh yeah, we gave you five because we know that you do fluffy hair really well. And I was like, yeah, I'm sold. I'm, I'm as long as I can do fluffy hair, I don't care. <laughs> it was the perfect choice. Literally. When I got, when I got my decision, I was kind of like, oh no, I got imposter syndrome immediately. I was like, I don't yes, know anything too. about classic coup. And I've seen all of classic Doctor Who and I've watched the fifth doctor like <laughs> twice over probably but I had to I'm like all right I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna watch a bunch of fifth doctor stories I'm gonna take notes <laughs> and, you nailed it and, my man it was so good. 
No, Taka, it's really funny that you say that because we did absolutely get to a point in the mod chat where we were like, okay, we cannot ask Taka to do this. They're already like, they already have so many responsibilities. We yeah. can't just keep putting these <laughs> Taka, things on. you have the most amount of jobs. You have like three <laughs> job titles. <laughs> I'm very proud. I, I like, what am I? I'm like, I'm in like two different mod chats because I'm doing merch <laughs> and also the, 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 the music for the, for the, for the pod pick. So I was like... Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm in the mod channel twice. I'm so super sneaky. And then, <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad as well that I didn't do the framing story too, because you would have been again, previous, yes, previously yeah. mentioned me finishing the artwork like the day after the deadline. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I think that has all been absolutely incredible stuff. And Hey, if we haven't already sold it to you, the listeners right now, definitely check out this book. It comes out when again? September, October, hopefully? Hopefully, so, yeah. We're hoping to open pre-orders, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we've got some provisional dates and we're not really quite ready to release them yet, but they will be out before the 60th anniversary of the show, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, you'll be, you'll be getting your zine throughout the next half of this year basically keep an eye on our twitter at 77 years team for more updates. yeah plug ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant well i think our listeners are pretty sick to death about hearing from me asking questions so how about we go around to some of the questions that we've had from some of our lovely fans of the show mm-hmm. and have you answer them um <laughs> okay well, no pressure Yep, no, no pressure whatsoever. This isn't a points-based game. This isn't battles and fandom. Um, we so, won't get shot not traumatizing cat again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So our first question comes from Jack or Nerd Nerden from Nerdem Wheel. How would you feel about an actor who previously played the Doctor return to the show? but it's revealed to be the new incarnation of the master. Go for it, and it should be Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I argued David Tenn on Battles and Fandom, because, um, uh, no. no. <laughs> Scrub that from the record. Scrub that from the record. Uh, yeah, Jodie Whittaker. I think it's only fair because the master wants to be like her. So, like, we've had one false degeneration. What if the, the, you know, the master was just like, hang on a sec, this wasn't quite fair. I just want her face now. I agree like, wholeheartedly. Also, I think Jodie Whittaker wants to be the master so bad that she yeah. shouldn't be allowed to. I want her to be, like, completely feral. Let her go feral. Let right. her go feral. She'd be great. She'd she be absolutely be. incredible. Like you, you could see it in her performance. Like she has so many different layers. And to just be able to just go this kind of, oh, what, what if we got a dark root? What if we just Honestly, got to see that little bit mm-hmm. of evil? Also, like, also, I feel like um I oh, okay, when when I watched The Power of a Doctor for like f- there was a whole like couple of seconds where I genuinely thought they were gonna do body swap. And yeah. I was like yeah. literally yeah. climbing yeah, the yeah. because I was so hyped for it. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I love what they did, don't get me wrong, it was such an episode, but like um for about one second I was like going to lose my mind. <laughs> so. Oh my 
I, I love this idea of Judy. Like, I think that right there is already just a top choice, um, unless we've got any other uh, choices from anyone else. I think it would be interesting to bring, bring a classic doctor back oh, as the master. Yeah. Mm. That I would love. I feel like whatever, whatever you, whoever you go with, if it's a doctor playing yeah. master, then it's like, it's like, um, something echoing their relationship do you know what I mean especially if it's yeah. like a classic who one it's like mm-hmm. what what does that mean you know and there's it makes so much sense because you've got the de- degeneration thing it's like you can explain it and it's like but it also has that such of like it brings up so much of the history again I just love that mm-hmm. I, I think also like a, if you brought oh go on sorry, I was gonna say like a young Tom Baker could have been like a cool spy <sighs> master kind of vibe I think oh yeah that would be cool I also think like if you brought back in a classic companion, like if you have, oh, if you have the master, but Joe Grant's face, oh yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, that that's a really good question, Jack. Thank you so much for that one. Um, next up, we got a question from Jacob at Not the Memes. Oh, good to have a question no. from him, mate. Mm. <laughs> Well, he's, he's been evil with this one because of course he has been because it's Jacob oh well Jack do you want to fire off this question you've been yeah, awfully uh, quiet what, this what, last what I, bit what I love about this uh, as well is that there's a follow up question <laughs> from from someone that, that Kat also knows very well so I'm going to go straight into it so Jacob friend of the show uh, many people know as the architect of the Masters timeline uh his first question is, who are your favorite expanded universe masters? And then he says, <laughs> the cat specifically, thoughts on the war chief. <laughs> I made my thoughts on the war chief perfectly clear, and he knows. But I did make him a special limited edition bookmark, so if he orders a zine, he can get it. But he won't, because he's a coward. <laughs> yeah, anyway, order a zine, but you won't. Order a zine, but you won't. I dare, I dare you. (laughs) I I suppose that comes to all of you then. Who were your favourite expanded universe or expanded media masters? I'm a fake fan because I don't, I don't know any. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Derek because I mean he was in the show, but he was also in Big Finish more. He's really good. I think I think Iana is distinct from the War Master, and I'm saying this specifically so I can keep my answer. <laughs> I can I go for slightly like a slight cheat answer. I will anyway. Um, so my, my favorite expanded universe master is uh, Eric Roberts because I feel like you know he was in the movie. Um, he didn't get his chance to properly. I mean, he shone in that, dear God. But you know the two master box sets he's been in. Uh, I only listened to the second recently. And my God, it's so much fun. And sometimes, you know, releases from Big Finish can be a bit bamboozly or you'd be like, okay, this is a fourth act and I still have no idea what's going on. Um, But whenever Eric Roberts shows up on a release, it's just fun. It's like genuine fun. Um, So yeah, he's my favourite expanded universe actor. That's, That's cool. a good answer. I like I that. Think, I think Scream of the Shaka Master is mine, and which is I kind of cheating because Shaka. it's also <laughs> Derek Jacoby. 
Yeah. Um, but it's just the dynamic is so cool in that little webisode where he's kind of like the doctor's like house husband robot friend and uh he gets to be sassy and he still gets to be the master and there's just I can just watch it and feel everything we would have gotten if it would have gone to series it's fantastic we love the robot master in this house yes we do (laughs) and we love the fact that it got referenced in timeless children (laughs) yes yes Thank you, Tibnall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, quite a few punch quite a few people punch the air with that reference. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Very nice. Very nice. Lovely picks there. <laughs> the vacuum of comments uh, does post a, a uh, follow-up question to Jacob's uh, <laughs> question for Kat. Uh, so Ben Cat is asking you here, follow-up question for Kat. David Tennant is the master when? <laughs> when? As mm. soon as possible. God. Actually, that's what the 60th is about. Yeah, oh, I think that was the what I is that... thought. Yeah, RTD told me. just where they cast everybody as David Tennant. Like the whole, yes. the whole RTD cast. is my uncle, and so he told me, personally. <laughs> my uncle is <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. I just, I just have this image that everyone's just going to have like a, like a David Tennant sticker over their face in the sixtieth. It'll just be like, no, no, and I'll no. just be. Everyone is Mike Grzowski. You know? <laughs> it's, like, it's, like it's like in the end of time when everybody turns into Sim Master. It's exactly the same. That's all it is. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's never addressed. It's never addressed. It's just David Tennant playing everyone. Yeah. 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 I'm awesome. David Tennant. We all are. Everyone's David Tennant. Oh, well, oh a little bit David Tennant inside. Yeah. The real, the real David, David Tennant are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh, you guys. <laughs> uh, next question comes from Reese Dell. I'm not going to do his app because he knows I hate reading his app, but friend of the show, uh, Reese asks, which master slash doctor combination do you think worked the worst? Which is interesting because usually people say, oh, which one's the That's best? A good one. Which, which, you know, which combination is the worst? So define worst. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, because it's like, is it worst on screen? Is it like worst in the sense that it's the like least interesting to have yeah, those two? I think I you can like... get interest out of any combination with them. Yeah. You know, there's no mm-hmm. worst combination in terms of who's going to be interesting to see together. I think as yeah. far as like in universe, uh-huh. which two would get along the least? I think mm-hmm. a post Timeless Child 13 and Ainley at any point. <laughs> I don't think she would want to put oh, out no. with it. Would be I don't know. I don't know. Because you it say it and I'm like, for me. Ooh. I still want to see it. I still want to see it, you know. I feel like... I feel like one that would, like, people say would work a lot of the time, but I don't think would go how they expect is Ten and and Spymaster, because um, I feel like everyone thinks that Ten would be, like, makes makes Spymaster feel better, but actually I think the Spymaster would get so bored of Ten because he actually wants somebody who will fight him in the dirt. Sad puppies at each other all the time, yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's true. That said, I would like to see both of them doing doe eyes at each other. Oh, oh, yeah. me too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know they would. But at the same time, would he be upset that it's not 13 and he's just 10? You know? 
Oh, well. No. <laughs> yes, he would. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was like, I have to throw a Barbie movie reference. You, I was going to make a say, yeah. literally saw Barbie today, so it was fresh in my mind. Very like, nice. <laughs> today I mean, was I, Oppenheimer I, for me. Ah, uh, see, I could, I, sh I should have committed. I should have sung it, but you know, I didn't fancy it. It's fine. <laughs> well, Maybe I'll just go. He's just 10, and then I'll cut him and uh, <laughs> pretend that that happened. And no one will be able to say it didn't happen because I had it. So, ha <laughs> uh, Our very last question comes from Sailor Carson at Sailor Carson. Thank you for having such an easy name to say. Um, <laughs> what are some improvements that you would like to see happen in the future of Doctor Who? Nothing. No notes. It's great. I think it should show <laughs> at a later time in America. Oh. <laughs> Why? That so 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 for context for us UK listeners and what what time is it on at the moment? It is um I mean I think it's on at like ten or eleven in the morning <gasps> on a oh, Sunday. Wow. Oh, dear. No, not which on isn't a Sunday. terrible, but it could be at like two p.m. Yeah. Wow. Gotta, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's my question as well. Do they show ads in between it as like in? Oh in yeah. As well? <gasps> yes. Uh, yes. And it's on BBC. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. My God. Mm. You poor things. And sometimes they edit out oh, totally random scenes and stuff, and the episode what? doesn't make sense what? anymore. Oh, oh, like what? Like yeah. what? Um, the it. famous one is in uh, Last of the Time Lords. They. But they butchered the ending with Francine. They cut Francine out. They cut some scenes with Martha and like Tom Milligan and the professor. And it, to what? they cut out the musical part with John Sim. And it just completely yeah, changes the ending oh. of the episode. Oh my God. That's, hey, that's, that's blasphemy. Oh my god! When when you said they butchered the ending, I was about to say, "Well, Russell T Davis did that himself." But put <laughs> <laughs> them. Oh. Can I is... can I offer a, a controversial take? Um, yes, no more Christmas always. specials. I don't like it airing on Christmas because if I don't like it, then I have a bad Christmas. I <laughs> agree with you. I agree I with like that. Yeah. Yeah. Specials. I, I like, like the New Year's. New, Year. mm, new yeah. Year's are brilliant. It's just like. I mean, even if I don't enjoy the episode, I can still just go about my New Year's. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm depressed and it's New Year. Oh, well, there's Doctor Who, it's great. Exactly. Right. So, yeah. Spyfall was a new yeah. special, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Maybe we can't do new specials anymore. We don't need our brains destroyed even more. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the year off with a bang. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I think yeah. my my comment would be that they should make sure they don't have a good budget because I think Doctor Who is best yeah. on the budget of a Chris Packard. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the yeah. whole vibe. <laughs> so don't give, like don't ever give them a good budget. That's my thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I I would love them to go back and do like a like with like Shooty now or something. Just do a like do like film it in the style like a classic Doctor yeah. Who. Yeah. Where, mm -hmm. where like I like just do because it not only would it be the cheap one, but they can look at the old camera scripts for how they did it and and. It could be really interesting. Like, I feel like it should be more experimental. Like, give us a black and white, like, silent episode, you know? That would be so yeah. good. That would be a beautiful 60th mini-sode or something. Yeah. Mm. I yeah. would be down for that. The, the sad thing is, we basically got that already. 
And it was that special segment of Temp Planet, which they cut out in the anniversary special. And that oh, is just that was criminal. Oh, mm, absolutely. Mm. I, I have to bring this back around now uh, by saying that Robin and, I, Robin and myself are big Christmas Doctor Who episode uh, advocates. So I've been nice, but I was like, so I'm it's sorry, fine. But I want my Look, Doctor Who Christmas. You are you are allowed your own opinions on this, you know. I, I we're not going to kick you off the podcast. Yeah, even if they're wrong. <laughs> well, that thing, being said, me, like... that be... we outnumber <laughs> you. Say, yeah, it's fine. This is true. It's a hostile takeover. Yeah, no, we're not going to kick you off the podcast. But we are actually at the end of the podcast. So. <laughs> unrelated, but <laughs> unrelated, yeah. <clears throat> Get this off. But look, before before I let you all go, before I um myself and Robin let you go, and before we let you plug things and what have you, um I want to share something with you all because I like to do this with every episode. I like to share what I call a cannon buster, that being yes. a weird little absurd thing which we have to accept as canon in <laughs> Doctor Who because expanded media is weird the show itself is weird and we have to somehow go well we have to forget canon because it's just it's just more fun if we forget canon and just accept it all. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay so canon buster. Okay everyone so tonight obviously the focus of the history between us being the doctor and the master the fact or facts i had to go for tonight had to be about both of them now we've already spoken at length about what the doctor and the master what they're doing off screen every time we don't see them what we can imagine and i made a joke about it at the start but the power of the doctor being a very prominent version of this where the master does in fact enter the doctor's body. <laughs> oh, he enters the body. <laughs> but guess Where what? Where is it going? It's happened a few times in the canon. <laughs> so, uh-huh. to my question to you all now, how many times do you think before Power of the Doctor, the Doctor and the, well, the master has been in the doctor's body. <laughs> and I'm specifically wording it that way. What um, rating is okay. this podcast? There's two. <laughs> Not high enough. Getting <laughs> the smarts out. <laughs> There's one where they switch bodies in the switching, the big finish. There's the Paul McGann, Derek Jackie one, which I think all of us, all of us love. There's, oh God. Does the TV movie count because he doesn't finish stealing the doctor's body? He doesn't like half a point, I reckon. Yeah. So there's a point five somewhere here. (laughs) Do do we all get to have a little guess? I'm going to guess 5.5 because I have no idea. I'll say 3.5. Very nice. Cool. I was going to guess 3.5, so uh, (laughs) 3. I'm going to go with three. Those were the only three I could think of, too. I'm going to go highball it with six. Okay, so officially, if we're talking successfully, mm-hmm. it's only two times free uh, Power of the Doctor, one of which being the switching, which uh, I had cat name drop, and the other being Heart of Darkness, which is the Eighth Doctor and War Master. <gasps> oh. 
However, obviously there have been multiple attempts of the of the master trying to steal the doctor's body, thinking about the two masters, the TV movie itself, and I'm sure you could tell me many more as well. But the switch in particular is a fun one because Delgado, Delgado Master and the third doctor swap bodies, and it's it, it, it's in no way this great big um sort of plot or evil scheme it's it's quite a quite little fun story <laughs> just They're you just, know you guys having fun yeah. <laughs> yeah do you swap bodies with your best enemy every other thursday totally platonic you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it kind of it kind of speaks it's kind of kind of speaks true to that era where it's like yeah the enemies but they are kind of besties and like you know, the master treats Go- Dro- Joe Grant with a lot of respect as well, which is really sweet. I love that so, so much. I love it so much because I love, I love that, and I it, it hurts me so badly how much that the master is now shat on uh, Joe Grant at Big Finish. But I did, I digress. Oh yeah. yeah, I digress. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the Cannon Buster tonight. The master has officially had three successful body taken attempts which obviously have also been undone so i guess they're not that that not that successful <laughs> temporarily <laughs> successful yes yeah well this has been absolutely fantastic tonight i have i have loved hearing about all this and you know little teasers about future zines that may happen as well obviously happening for amazing cause um before we let you go please plug yourselves, plug everything. This is your time just to sell yourselves now. Uh, Kat, let's go to you first. Um, so you can find the zine on Twitter. Um, if Twitter is dead by the time this podcast ends, then you can find the zine on... Um, we are on Tumblr, uh, 77 Years Team. We are on Instagram, uh, The History Between Us, slightly different at... We've got a website which you can find through the links in all our bios. And if you do look on Twitter, which is a challenge, um, we are in there at 77 Years Team as well. And also, we're still selling digital copies of Around the Universe's Worst Fun in 77 Years uh, for only £3. So for Ooh. £3, you can get your hands on the best publication of our time um, and contribute to a charity potentially and also making this next scene as good as possible so head to our website and go get a zine please <laughs> i gotta say as a proud owner of that zine three pound is an absolute steal that is so. such a good price <laughs> and i'm and sure what, I'm, I'm gonna be buying myself a copy as soon as it's available as well yeah, there you go. There you go. I was I was about to say, and I'm sure that Dr. Matthew Sweet and Sasha Duan would also agree with how good it uh, is. Yeah. Officially mm. endorsed, yeah. Officially, yeah. yeah. Officially. Very cool. They're gonna uh, be officially endorsed again when when they have another one. And we'll cry about it. Um, we will cry loudly. <laughs> well, I was gonna say you're also gonna have to give it to Jody as well, aren't you? So oh, yes, yeah, we yeah. Mm. Yeah. My one oh. regret is that at Galley One, I, I like I talked to Chris Chibnall twice at Galley One, and I wish I'd given him the little flyer, but I couldn't oh. find it. I know it was somewhere there, I couldn't find it. So yeah, sorry, lads, I let the team down. 
that that's amazing though because no i i remember seeing that as well because history between us has been represented on the very same table that our podcast was being represented on so i was like oh that's so cool to think yeah. we're being thank you ivy <laughs> yes oh my god ivy ivy is the best uh let's go let's tell you what taka let's go to you next uh anything to plug yeah i mean i'm my username is picnokinesis you can find me on um tumblr ao3 and twitter although i don't actually know how to use twitter so i mean <laughs> you can look at my twitter it's a good thing i don't know how to use twitter since no one's gonna be able to use twitter soon um Yay. and then if you want to listen to my music which of course will be on the audio book of the zine then at the moment i haven't got much of my current stuff up but it is echopraxian on youtube and on instagram not that i have any posts on instagram but if you want to hear it it's there and the, the music i do is like um the same technique as Julia Derbyshire, who wrote the original theme song, but only I've done it digitally rather than analog because I'm oh, not wow. that cool. Um, so just as a thing, if you want to hear what it's going to sound like, I've done my own that cover is. of the Doctor Who theme, which will be on the audiobook, which is quite cool. <gasps> oh, <that's> so cool. <laughs> I'm really excited. That's brilliant, yeah. If there's one thing I geek out over, and there's many things I geek out over, it's different <laughs> edits and different versions of the Doctor Who theme. So I will be checking that out. I tell you. Now. I will. I will. I the, the Doctor Who theme unfortunately is not on my YouTube yet because I'm gonna leave it for the zine. But I'll put it in the DM chat if you want to listen. <gasps> oh, oh, exciting! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Please, please do. That'd be awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay, over to Devon. Weird bug. Yeah, so I'm Devin. My username is WeirdPug on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, and AO3. Uh, you can find me at any of those places, although I have made so much progress on breaking my social media addiction that uh, <laughs> you can also, you, you can reach out to me. Very cool. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Sarah? Uh, yeah, so um, I am Sarian, S-A-R-I-A-N-E, on AO3 and Tumblr, and you can find me on Twitter as Tegan and Sarah J. And you can check oh. out, I write fanfic, and I post a lot of dog pictures and funny jokes. Which is what we're all here for. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then to M. Uh, hello, yes, I am uh, Doctor Who on Twitter, um, and you can find the zine tweets, obviously, which is me at 77 Years Team as well, just a tiny little plug there. And I'm not giving you my Aero 3. And it's so Why not, Em? Why not, Em? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> no shame here. Oh, I love, I love a challenge. That's fine. <laughs> well, you can probably find me. <laughs> Uh, well, can I just say, on behalf of an awful lot of running, myself and Robin, thank you all so much for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Can't wait to get my hands on the hish between us and just get into these amazing stories and just have the whole experience. So thank you for all doing this amazing work because genuinely it brings so much joy to so many people and it's all for a great cause as well. So well done to you. Yeah, well done, everyone. Thank you. Yeah, thanks thank for you. having thank us. Thank you, all. guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This has been great. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you all. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Uh, we have. Robin, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you as always, man. It's always great to have this chat between us and to have extra people on. So I will just say now to anyone listening, thank you so much for listening. Ta-ra for now. Ta-ra. Thank you for listening to an awful lot of running a Doc 2 podcast. And thank you to Hudson Music for our wonderful intro and outro. You can find an awful lot of running, as well as myself, Jack, and Robin over on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as well. So please go and give us a follow. And if you can, give us a rate, a follow, review, subscribe, whatever you can do over wherever you listen to this, because it really does help us out. And if you fancy it, donate to our Kofi page to help us keep the lights on, which there's no obligation whatsoever, but we'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Draft for now.